Hi guys, welcome to Patient Diaries with me, your host, Dr. Amai Tadi, a podcast where we have people come on to the show to share stories about their experiences with various health issues, whether it was a one-time event or it's an ongoing journey that they're currently on. Our intention is to inspire via storytelling, to encourage those who might be going through the same thing, and to celebrate victories for those who would have overcame. Welcome guys to another episode of Patient Diaries. Today I have another friend yet again and she's also a doctor i know um but you know i am new at this podcasting thing and it only makes sense that i'm being supported with by family and friends so yeah i have a, i have a friend again but that's not what i'm trying to do and that's not what i'm aiming for um anyone and everyone can come and share their story so if you have a story be free to just reach out to me and you can come and share your story so um i'm going to let my friend zandile um introduce herself zandile please introduce yourself thank you Lorraine. i listeners of patient series uh my name is Angela John Murphy. I am uh, Lorraine's friend for a couple of years now, and um, I'm 29, 29 years old, and I'm a medical doctor working as a general practitioner. Thank you for that introduction, Zandi. So Zandi is going to share a story with us. Um, she had uh, a diagnosis of an ovarian mass or tumor that's like uh, two, three years ago. Two, three, two, is it two or three years ago? Um, it's three years ago now. It's three years ago now. So, you know, I'm particularly um, interested in the story because of my passion for women's health. So without further ado, Zandile, tell us your story. Um, thank you once again. So, um, let's see where best to begin the story. In 2018, I was in my first year of serving as a general medical practitioner. I finished internship. I finished internship earlier that year. That, that was in March of 2018. So I I, I then started uh, working as a as a GMO um, at a provincial hospital in April of the same year. And if, if you remember, there were a lot of strikes <laughs> in the year 2018 towards the end, especially. And so around about that time, people at my station were not on strike. And because of that, we had a lot of work uh, to do, like patients who were being sent away from other uh, nearby hospitals because there were no doctors. We were seeing them all 
the workload was crazy. So I was constantly fatigued. Uh, you know, the work hours were crazy. Mm-hmm. And so around, um, around October, mm-hmm. I was feeling all sorts of funny. I was tired, uh, you know, and then it carried on. And then I, I one day I just um, collapsed at work. Mm-hmm. It was after a long day, but I also had chest pain and I had this abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. So initially I thought, ha, am I having appendicitis? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I had all sorts of things going on in my head. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I then approached a colleague and told them, you know, this is what happened and I think I need to be, you know, looked at. So she examined me, ordered some basic tests. And uh, we found, so the test that she, that she ordered, she ordered a full blood count. She ordered the chest x-ray and scan because I the chest pain mm-hmm. and then I also had uh, abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. And so when I had the scan done, it, it, it revealed a, a, an ovarian mass. Mm-hmm. So I, I initially had the scan done by the sonographer mm-hmm. at the hospital where I was working. Yes. And he was like, ah, doc, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a mass, but I need a second opinion. Mm-hmm. So he sent me to the closest private um, sonographer around. Okay. So that's where I got my second scan done. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got there, I didn't wait in line because this guy knew me. And also there were no patients that day. Mm-hmm. So, and I had to go back to work. So I sort of a strict things. Uh, but the minute he puts the probe on my tummy, mm-hmm. um, you know, the guy starts saying, ah, so doc, do you have kids? Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, no. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a, a lot of things were going in my head. Like, what is he seeing? Uh. Like, he kept asking a lot of questions. A lot of weird questions like, oh, okay, have you had kids before? Yeah. Uh, have you been trying for kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he asked me if I, if I had a family history of cancer. Yes. I'm thinking, ah, <laughs> you know, things don't look too good. <laughs> and even though I had no reason to suspect that, that it could be a malignancy, I just felt anxious and scared. And so he did the scan and he finished and then he was like, uh, from what I've seen, it looks like a malignancy. I found changes, uh, you know, that are in keeping with malignant changes. And then I, I started drinking my bread to think, mm-hmm. hmm, what were the things we were taught in school that, <laughs> that suggests that an ovarian mass is malignant, etc. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I took I took the studies out back to the colleague who had examined me, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Ah, you need to see the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a guy you prefer to see?" So fortunately, two gynecologists had just been posted to uh, to our hospital that year. Mm-hmm. So there was one with whom I had you know a good working relationship with, and the easier to approach so I picked I picked him and an appointment was set and I met up with him. So yeah, he, he went through the usual 
you know how people how we usually say um if a woman of childbearing age has <laughs> abdominal pain or pelvic pain they are pregnant until proven otherwise yes 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 so, so yeah that's what we went through and for me you know it was it was it wasn't annoying but it was just exasperating because you know people will be like ah so when was your last period and then you tell them they're like okay mm-hmm. so we need you to be on a stick still i'm like there's no way but anyways we went through that <laughs> but it was very it was very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was very nice at Barrow. we we took the history uh asked for all the symptoms and then he suggested um he suggested i get a third scan mm-hmm. which was uh to be done by a radiologist this time around okay. because the, the what this guy had seen so he he said change is suggestive of malignancy but the size of the mass that he had seen was not really in keeping with what he had said sorry zadi how how big was it yeah. it was uh 6.79 i think by 3. something by 1. something okay. so yeah the largest the um, diameter there was 6. almost 7 let's just say 7 cm so it was a mass that was about 7 cm Seven centimeters. So, what's the usual uh, size that makes um, doctors um, think of or suspect um, a cancerous growth? What's what's the usual size? So, for ovarian masses, I think they say if it's greater than ten centimeters, okay, um, that's when you become very suspicious that it's malignant. Malignancy. And the other changes. What were the these other changes that he thought were uh, sus- suspicious of um, uh, cancerous growth? Um, so he was described. So I think cysts generally ovarian cysts mm-hmm. are, are split into simple and complex cysts. Yes, yes. Uh, whereby the simple one is just like you know the. the 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 shell mm-hmm. and inside it is a fluid or whatever mm-hmm. so he said he had seen a complex uh cyst okay you know with uh echogenic material mm-hmm. and the shape as well okay said, i think he said shape was was sort of like irregular or yeah something like that i don't quite remember the exact detail oh uh, okay okay right so then you had um the third the second ultrasound scan yeah so so yeah this was now the the, the third one mm-hmm. so in between the second and third scan i think i received some painkillers i managed to get a bit of fix okay. and i was away for like a month i i had gone on a, a trip Mm-hmm. So the guy he just kept checking up on me uh to say how are you feeling etc but when i came back because it also then coincided with the uh, with christmas and and the, the holidays mm-hmm. so it was kind of difficult to get anything done then mm-hmm. so I, i i went away when i came back a month later that's when you know He said, "Ah, I think we've been sitting on this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
get the third scan done. So I got the third scan done by a radio radiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they saw, you know, similar similar changes okay. uh, to what the, the second guy had seen. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you know, it's still indeterminate to say what exactly is it. Okay. So then they suggested an MRI. Okay. So, Zandi, did, uh, so usually sometimes when people are suspecting that it's an ovarian cancer or malignancy, they do a test called serum uh, CA125. Did they do that for you? Yes, yes, it was done. And it was um, normal. So my, no, it was raised. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think the normal is between 0 and 35 mm-hmm. and mine was 169 mm-hmm. yeah so it was it was uh, it was quite high okay okay it was so the radiologist what was his conclusion um so the radiologist said because like so he just did the scan Mm-hmm. And he sent the results back to the gynae. Okay. And then the gynae was looking at the CA125 as well as the, the scan results. So then together, you know, they discussed and they said, uh, you know, we're still not sure. Mm-hmm. And because of the raised CA125, they then said, uh, you know, let's let's be sure what kind of mass we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Because now either way, we have, to, we have to take it out to see if it's malignant. Mm-hmm. Especially because the CA125 was raised, so I think the MRI was also to sort of map out and be sure what they were looking at before going in, okay. and to sort of see if there were any other things in my pelvis mm-hmm. that, yeah, that were suspicious. Okay, so um, for our audience, I think um, we need to explain a little bit why the doctors were conflicted. So ovarian malignancy or cancer, usually it's a disease of um, older people, right? Someone, let's say, post their, past their, their age, um, childbearing age. And um, there are other risk factors which are also associated with ovarian cancers, like um, family history of uh, uh, ovarian cancer or gynecological uh, malignancies, um, of which Zandi is 29 years old. She doesn't have a family history of gynecological or um, ovarian cancer in her family. And, you know, she also had vague symptoms, which happens sometimes with ovarian malignancies. But, you know, she was just having abdominal pain. But... um, no no fever, no fevers, no loss of weight. So the doctors were very conflicted as much as they had this blood result and this uh, ultrasound scan finding, still they were conflicted in terms of is it, are we dealing with a malignancy or it's just a benign disease? Yeah. So then an um, MRI scan, uh, what happened with the MRI scan? Um, so the scan was taken, but unfortunately, I never got to see the results. Okay. Um, 
they were sent they were sent to the guy me okay and he, he gave me sort of like a summary of of, of it so okay. i got the scam pro bono mm-hmm. uh, maybe if i just clarify that so sometimes when you're unwell and you are you know a medical personnel you tell a colleague the colleague treats you for free mm-hmm. and then they call someone else it's this whole network of just you know we're saying we're there for each other so mm. that's sort of what happened to me okay. yeah I, I i didn't pay for much mm. i know i like my guy he saw me and operated on me for free mm. um and I had like a 75% discount for the MRI. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I think partly because of that, uh, I, I I didn't go in person because I was going back to work in between all this. Okay. I went, got the scan done, and the write-up takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. So the results were then sent to my gynae. I have actually received a copy. Okay. But the summary of it was, um, you know, there was a mass um, in that one of my, the tube on the same side had some uh, sort of swelling, mm-hmm. but it was just on the right side. Okay. And on the left, there were no masses, mm-hmm. but the tube had also, had, you know, a bit of swelling on one end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that's what the MRI said. Okay. So did it did it help in um, sort of clinching the diagnosis or you know it was still vague in terms of because what, from from what I understand an MRI scan is the next level after you've done the ultrasound scan an MRI scan is sort of like the next level sort of like a tiebreaker to try to ascertain what really is this were they able to pinpoint that this is what's happening. Um, I think it, it sort of narrowed down things mm-hmm. um, because after the MRI, they were saying this does not look like a malignancy. Okay. We'll go in, uh, you know, to take a biopsy and confirm because we can't just let a mask go, especially with the symptoms that I was having. Okay. If it had been quiet, then they let it go, I think, mm-hmm. after the MRI. But because there was the pain, you know, it is so... But it, it, I think it sort of moved the focus from uh, malignancy uh-huh. to maybe an inflammatory process or something else. Okay. And I also had um, an alpha fetoprotein done okay. and a beta HCG. Okay. And the alpha, the alpha fetoprotein was normal. It was like less than two. Uh, and the beta HCG was also like normal. It was less than five. Mm-hmm. So it was just CA125 and um, the ovarian mass plus the, the slightly swollen shoot. So Zandi, would you mind telling our audience what will they be looking for with an alpha fetoprotein level and with a beta HCG level? Okay, so um, some, some gynecological malignancies um, raise the level of alpha fetoprotein mm-hmm. uh, in the in the in the uh, in the blood in the system in mm-hmm. your blood so if you have um, sometimes if you have like a, a demoid cyst or, or 
or you know some of these ovarian malignancies but ca125 is the primary one mm-hmm. and then with beta hcg uh the first <laughs> foremost is pregnancy mm-hmm. you know it's raised in early pregnancy mm-hmm. and um sometimes if you have uh what is called a molar pregnancy mm. your your beta hcg also goes up mm. so i think these are like both of them are tumor markers yes. that sort of help you assess whether or not one has um it helps you make the decision of whether or not one is a gynecological uh okay because you know um i think the word tumor and mass they are associated with this um what should i say terror or tragedy people think once once you're given the diagnosis of a mass or a tumor then it means it's 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 cancerous but that's not the issue the um, uh, a mass or a tumor can be malignant malignant sorry or cancerous or it can be benign so benign or non cancerous so you end up then getting investigations like the ultrasound scan and these hormone levels to help make the diagnosis whether this is cancerous or not so um usually with someone who is not yet in their menopausal years usually the common the commonest masses are like ovarian cysts and these are benign or non cancerous masses and for most people they just really small little masses they come and they go you know one time you you go into your you go to your gynecologist and then they see they see that there is a cyst in your ovary the next time you come back it's probably gone that's that's how usually ovarian ovarian cysts are like right so then um yeah. but then you know when they see the size maybe it's big and maybe it looks a bit off on the ultrasound scan that's when they end up doing all these hormone levels just to make sure that it's not a cancerous growth yeah okay yeah so then after the mri uh, scan then what happened so um so the the but i had to decide when to 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 take a biopsy and how to do it mm. uh, um so that we put you know uh tie the ends and would have a diagnosis a final a final one a final one yes uh, so so yes so my gynae offered me um laparoscopy mm-hmm. uh laparoscopic surgery which is chemo surgery mm-hmm. and excuse me and he said you know he explained the procedure and uh so yeah he offered me laparoscopic surgery had the mass been any bigger or had the mri peaked uh, uh you know anything else more suspicious of cancer then probably they would have made a big a big incision because if you are suspecting malignancy then you need to wash out mm-hmm. or you know see but uh, because the suspicion of cancer was now low mm-hmm. uh, he just offered chemo surgery mm-hmm. and we were to the plan was to go in uh, cut the 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 mass so the mass was de- decide 
by the time with the MRI, it was decided that the mass was cystic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plan was to go in, take out the cyst, and move the camera about, inspect things, and go out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a laparoscopic surgery, uh, the doctor makes very small incisions on your tummy, and then they put in a camera just to sort of see what's happening inside your tummy. And if they need to take a sample out, they take a sample out. They can also do some therapeutic procedures like that. But um, the point is to be as minimally invasive as possible. So this is what was offered to Zandile. And usually, as she said, if your gynae is suspecting is not suspecting a cancerous growth usually that's what will happen so they took a sample and then they sent it to the lab what were the results if you remember um so let's see i pulled i pulled up i pulled up a copy of the results okay um for this yeah so they said it was um a ruptured hemorrhagic corpus luteum cyst, uh-huh. um, which means, uh, you know, the usual cyst that we that our bodies make mm-hmm. when we are ovulating. Mm-hmm. So that one had had overgrown, mm-hmm. and you know, and then it had bled mm-hmm. in on itself, which happens sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they overgrow mm-hmm. and they keep growing. Instead of you know doing all this, like they're supposed to collapse after the egg is 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 is, is gone, mm-hmm. but that one kept growing and then started bleeding in on itself, mm-hmm. which they then said was causing the pain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the that was the result of the histology. Yeah, because cysts don't usually cause pain; like they'll just be there in your ovary, you know, just chilling, not doing anything. But then when they bleed. Or they twist on themselves, which we call torsion, then you will get pain. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So you, I, I, I can imagine you were relieved. <laughs> Very. Like you know, this whole time, I, I, I think it was a time because I kept thinking, oh my goodness. So what if it turns out to be a malignant? Mm-hmm. You know, and then what? Uh, you know, does it mean I have to start at all forms of other treatment? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was not married then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was single, but I was I was at that age in my my relationship where we were talking about getting married, mm-hmm. and you know, all this all these crazy implications. Like, I so my my then boyfriend was very supportive who is now my husband, he was mm-hmm. very supportive. Mm-hmm. But I had all sorts of um, crazy feelings like, you know, mm-hmm. why am I holding on to this guy? Like, why are we still <laughs> in a relationship? Or if it turns out it's malignancy, you know. And this, this was just me. Mm-hmm. On my end, I was married, and I, I was thinking about my mom, mm-hmm. my, my siblings, what it would mean about, you know, to my career. So I was anxious mm-hmm. i was also anxious when i when i on the day of 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 the surgery mm-hmm. i was so anxious that you know when they came in to take my my 
few of BPs. Um, my blood pressure was 160 over something. Mm. And I, my, my blood pressure is usually around 111 and the diastolic is usually below 8. Mm-hmm. And that morning, it was just crazy high. Mm. And so the anesthetist actually sat with me for like 5 to 10 minutes just saying, you know, I know you're anxious. We measured your blood pressure before it was normal. Mm. So please try and relax. Mm. But yeah, so when the results then came back, it was so good to have it confirmed that, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm. Although, uh, it did come with some some implications as well. Like, um, so I went to see my gynae with the result okay. after, after I'd recovered from the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about a week later. And it was like, ah, good news, doc. It's not, it's not cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a malignancy. We took, we took uh, the cyst out. The tubes are patent. It's fine. Uh, but, you know, what we saw is highly suggestive of, of uh, endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably get a baby in the next six months. <laughs> so that was strange. And I'm like, what do you mean get a baby in the next six months? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a baby? <laughs> No, I didn't. I still have it three years later <laughs> or two years now because the surgery was in 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, yeah, uh, there was relief and then there was sort of that pressure. Mm. So, you know, the guy, the guy he was, was sort of like my my boss of sorts at work because mm-hmm. we worked together mm-hmm. and he, he knew. Um, you know, he knew the relationship that I was in, mm-hmm. so he was like, ah, you guys, you know, <laughs> you can just, just go for it. Because <laughs> he was like, right now things are fine. Yes. We don't know how it will turn out. Yes, but yes, I was just yes. like, ah, you know, we, we can wait. Mm-hmm. If God's time, we can then try later on. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, that's how it went. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, endometriosis is one of the causes of infertility. So I understand where he's coming from. And I, I know you understood where he was coming from. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I, I did. And sometimes I still am scared, you know, like, <laughs> ah, now those six months have turned into years. Mm, mm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, discuss and we when when we then try mm-hmm. um when we 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 eventually decide to start a family mm-hmm. we'll see <laughs> we decided in the bridge we'll cross when we get to this uh. yeah. <laughs> okay Zandi thank you so much for sharing your story um i know i know let me not say i know because i i've never had to deal like with so with with the suspicion of a of a cancer, I I've never had to deal with that. But I can only imagine, you know, going through that, never knowing what's going to happen, what's going to come out, whether it's 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 just a benign yeah. disease or it's actually gonna be cancer. And you know, you trying to 
prepare yourself psychologically in terms of how am I going to deal with this thing? I can I can only imagine how how stressful it was for you. So thank you so much for sharing the story. It's a very important story. I think people get these diagnoses like ovariances. They get these diagnoses like a lot, right? And I think yeah. that I think that people are worried about when they get the ovarian cyst diagnosis is. Am I gonna have a baby? I, like I get that a lot. They think it's gonna affect their fertility, yeah. but then really, most of the time, it it doesn't have anything to do with your fertility. You can go on to have children just as normal, right? And usually, they are non-cancerous. Yeah. Okay. Ah, my God. Me on this platform. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You are a wonderful guest. Thanks again, guys, for tuning into our show today. Be sure to subscribe, follow us, and give us a great review on the various platforms which you access this podcast. Also, don't forget to share with family and friends. If you want to be a guest on our show, you can reach out to me via my social media. That is Dr. Amaitadi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Bye.